thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me incredible pleasure, as always, to give the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys a raucous welcome to the program, the great Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Damien? <laughs> Piercey, so great to be with you, mate. It's great to be with you. How are you? you are, I'm flying, but you, if I'm flying, mate, you are in the stratosphere. You are up and about. You've got your brother from another mother, Mark II, right next to you. You are just back from the gut movie in Melbourne. Who have you got next to you, legend? Um, my, his name's not Mark. <laughs> No, I'm joking. Kale Brock, got Kale Broccoli here with me today. Uh, Kale stayed the night last night and uh, we had a, a nice little debrief. We went down to Sons of Mary, had some uh, wine, fermented grapes and some fermented dairy, um, which was really good for our gut. Uh, or cultured dairy, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? It'd be cultured dairy. Maybe. Not fermented. Might be fermenting. <laughs> but yeah, we caught up. We, we had a great night last night. We had 910 people show up to the Astor Theatre last night for the world, the second world premiere of the Gut Movie. And um, and it was great. Well received. People loved it. There was loud applause. There was raptures of laughter. Uh, people left entertained and educated. So that'll be edutained. <laughs> and um, they, yeah, it was, it was good. Everyone who went last night will know exactly what I'm talking about. They were, they were left feeling like they'd learned something, which is great. Mm. Well, Kyle Brock, positive. we we must uh, first welcome, of all congratulate. You. We welcome you to the podcast, and we and we want to congratulate you on a on a remarkable effort. Um, two sold out shows to begin your national tour. How are you feeling? Are you riding the wave of emotion? Is adrenaline high? How are you going with all of this? Well, it was weird. The first premiere in Adelaide felt just like a, a weird emotional storm and I felt like I saw a lot of people but I didn't actually see them properly. <laughs> like, kind of like a wedding. Kind of like a wedding, yeah, yes, I imagine. Yes. Um, but the Melbourne show, I actually got to sink into it, I feel, and um, really actually enjoy it and I sat down and watched most of the film. Uh, I had to do a little bit of work but it was really cool to see and I think those moments when you look back and you see the whole crowd laughing is probably the best feeling in the world. <laughs> and it was such a big screen too, wasn't it? How big was the screen last Massive night? Screen. I've never seen your face that big before. It's a big head. <laughs> it's a big head, big nose. My nose is already big, right? Put it on a big screen. It's enormous. Like you definitely smell the coffee in uh, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> now, whilst we're recording this, you are about to... Um Head up to Albury for mm. another another sold out screening, and then this uh, episode. When this episode comes out, you'll just be a few days away from my hometown of Byron Bay for the Byron screening, and so um, you've got many screenings around around the country, which we'll we'll share on the show notes here. Um, you are the uh, what are you the what is it? What do you call it? You are the the special for the day at the moment. You are all mm. the rage because mm. the gut movie has been released. What I'd love to know is when you um, complete a project like this um, and you've just said you look around at the crowd watching the movie um, is it too early to feel a great sense of achievement or uh, you know we spoke about this it's like a wedding but are you at the point now where you can go oh my gosh like a lot of the hard work is done or are you in the point where you go I'm still in the thick of the hard work of touring and watching the movie and, and engaging with audiences and the rest where are you at right now 
It's weird. It's still, I don't think, hasn't sunk in properly. Like, even I tried to let it sink in last night at the film and it's just still a bit of a blur and a bit of a rush um, because I'm wearing a lot of hats at the moment, like organising product shipments and, you know, DVDs and all this different stuff. And, um, and of course, I've had a lot of help with that from various people, including uh, you guys as well. And, um, yeah, it, it certainly hasn't reached a point where I can sit back and go, wow, this is what we've done. Um, but there are small moments of it, and I think I think it will hit after the tour, and I think it will really hit if we can actually get the film on Netflix or something like that. And I'll, that's when I'll go, wow, this is, this is the real deal. But seeing 920 people in one room for a film that I made is still pretty surreal. It feels a bit weird. Have you seen 920? Wasn't it only 910? Oh, 910. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> it's exaggeration. <laughs> Damo's numbers, man. You've been hanging around Damo too long. You're starting to embellish. Yeah. Hey, um, Damo. Like Four million listeners to the wellness catch. <laughs> now, Damo, as a health professional that's been in the game for 20-plus years, I'd love to know. You've, you've done Q&As. You've been featured in documentaries. You um, This is a scenario that you've seen many times over. Um, is is the gut movie? I haven't seen the gut movie in full yet. Is the gut movie and and its response? Is it uh, creating a type of fear that a lot of health documentaries create these days, or is it empowering? I know you've got Carl sitting right next to you, but yeah, is it empowering where people are going? <laughs> All right, I can actually make some shifts in my life. Um, what type of response? Obviously, you, you did the Q and A last night. What type of response are you? Seeing in people, you know, as, as straight after they they watch the gut movie. Well, it's, that's a great question, mate, because there are a lot of docu, docu movies around at the moment and many of them uh, work on the whole basis of uh, health scare. And that concerns me because people are left kind of floundering anyway. They're already floundering and they come along to a movie looking for answers and then they're told that they've been doing something wrong for the whole of their life and it's highly likely that they might die if they continue to eat that way. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's very confusing for people if they go and see a docu-movie that uh, doesn't leave them feeling up and empowered. Uh, and what Kale manages to do, and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up his backside right now. Uh, what- you are touching my thigh. <laughs> that's misty that's misty not me <laughs> oh misty good old misty she's outside i don't know how she's doing that but um i uh, what i i loved about the movie last night is it was light-hearted uh in that kale has a really great ability to um self-deprecate and he does it in a really entertaining way and 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 the, the mark of, of a comedian is that they can self-deprecate and, and that's great. And so, yes, kale is funny and that's the whole kale's broccoli component of kale. Um, but then you look at the uh, the reporter journalist component of what kale presents and it's some really serious hard facts and um, some really great data pulled together by some beautiful graphics. Like the graphics that you had done, mate, last night were just mm. tip-top. And in the cinematography, some of the shots, it felt like you were watching a David Attenborough movie. It was, uh, it was really just absolutely incredible so you could really tell that the experience that Kale had was life-changing uh, much the same as our experience when we went to Ikaria like to be able to you know come back
come back and broadcast that information, that content, and uh, you know what Carl's then pulled together is a, you know, was, was it about seventy minutes? Was that about the length no, of the show? It's about sixty minutes, fifty-five. About, yeah. Oh, well, I added, I did a bit of exaggeration. It felt like it felt like seventy minutes. Jeez. No, it was really, you know, it was it was really great, and the audience participation was terrific. People hung around at the end for all the mm. questions. Um, they didn't leave at the end, going, "Oh, thank God, that's over." Um, I can't wait to get out of here. People hung around, which is great. They really wanted to hear from Kale. Uh, we had Margie on the stage last night as well. I was on the stage. Mimi Tang was actually in the audience last night, but I think she was a bit too shy to get on the stage. I did have a bit of a feeling, a sneaking suspicion that we'd uh, some of the um, the the Fossum group uh, were there last night. I think they were kind of hanging out for some dirt to be able to dish. Um, but um, <laughs> what, you know, I think overwhelmingly uh, the audience were very positive about it. Mm. Uh, Just and, share and with people who Fossum it. are and, and tell me, is that a throwaway line? Or are you genuine that you think there are a few um, sceptics in the audience? Who are Fossum for people that are wondering what the acronym is? And well, The acronym Fossum stands for Friends of Science in Medicine. They're a quasi um, probably neo-political group that um, prides themselves on their intention to take down all forms of natural medicine in particular chiropractic so they they don't really do much with their lives except make people um stressed and you know kind of they affect the microbiome of the planet um because they're parasites <laughs> so um it makes it really difficult that- for people to actually thrive um and, and do a good job so i have a feeling that they were there last night and it you know it's probably good that they were because they might have actually even learned something about their role in symbiosis but um <laughs> the the fascinating thing is that um Despite those guys banging on and trying to um, create disharmony in the in the natural medicine field, what they actually are doing is helping us do a great job. So I really appreciate them being there if they were last night because it made me really um, particularly careful of you know the way in which I answered questions and and probably that's the reason why Mimi Tang didn't come down and mm. you know answer questions on the stage is because she's fearful of groups like Fossum um, who are you know petitioning the government to to make changes to natural medicine. But off the political bandwagon, uh, what we did find last night was that there was a, a broad array of, array of questions. But what the movie also does is has you, has you asking questions, and a lot of the audience were asking questions. Okay, good. so what yeah. next? Now what do I do? So I know that I can influence my microbiome. Now what else can I do? Because it, it discusses so many great things about what you can do. It, it, then the next part is where do I start and who do I go to see? Do you so, think that's better than leaving them with like definite answers? Or there's no definite answers. There's no definite answer that's the yeah. whole thing there's, yeah. there's nothing that's really definite about the microbiome because we're still learning mm. I like that aspect and I think that's why even if there were some fossums there <laughs> sounds like possums doesn't it some little fossums <laughs> yeah. there possums are cute <laughs> well Damo has a cage um, am I allowed to say that Damo <laughs> it's a cage with a fossum well Dana borrowed that I borrowed that is that what that guy is hey Jerry <laughs> <laughs> it's actually John out there <laughs> get stuff John um, <laughs> But uh, actually, I was talking to Gerald Quigley the other day. He's a great, he's a pharmacist, great oh, he's friend cool. of the Wellness Couch. And uh, we interviewed him about uh, this new Omega-3 test that you can get done, PC. It actually sounds very novel. And uh, there's apparently, there's a, a new group that's been set up called um, the Friends of Complementary Medicine. And the acronym is FOCUM, <laughs> <laughs> which I really love. So I think that's really great. So Gerald's <laughs> doing some great good. things. and. And uh, that's a great, actually, it's a great episode on the wellness guys that um, that Brett and I did that investigates uh, how much omega three fatty acids actually in the bloodstream. So it was good because last night we learned about 
um, the influence of the microflora and the microbiome uh, with fibers and carbohydrate rich foods, uh, which is really important. We've been talking about that for a long time. And, you know, the potential damage that people following a high fat, high protein, low carbohydrate diet might be actually causing on their on their gastrointestinal microbiome. Um, and, and then how to flip it uh, with having resistant starch and, you know, of course, eating lots of forage. <laughs> nice little segue. But, uh, you know, rice and quinoa and those sorts of things will come again back into flavor because there is sensibility around eating, you know, high quality uh, grains that are rich in protein. Yeah. And carbohydrates exposing, are rich in, yeah. you know, exposing your body starch. to a to a breadth of uh, digestive experiences rather than a a mono experience, so to speak. Yeah, a monoculture. But it was great to watch Kale eat stuff that you just would think, well, he's actually eating it. You know? <laughs> to give us give us some clues and some for the listeners. What well, are we talking water here? Root. It had a water he root. He had a water the root. The water root was good. Yeah. What's a water root? What what is a it's water? It's a big root? tuba, like a cucumber. Actually, everyone laughed, like, everyone like laughed at that Dale's point. What was that? Is it like Roald Dahl's snozcumbers out of the BFG? <laughs> Just disgusting. Is this like a baby terrible. boomer reference that I won't understand? He won't know, no, he won't know the BFG. If anyone, if any of our listeners know Roald Dahl and the BFG, the, the BFG the uh, lives on oh. snozcumbers, which are these disgusting feral cucumber type things. Yeah, sure. We had is that what a water root is? Yeah, <laughs> except apparently it tasted nice. And then he ate this little thing that looked like it had to be toasted. What was that? Was that savoury, that thing that you, you got toasted? The little truffle thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like a mushroomy flavour. Oh, so nice. You loved that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, loved that thing. Yeah. That looked like you were having a so- mouthgasm. <laughs> mouthgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hey, loved that, didn't they? Yeah. Just... Just, uh, I want to come back to some of the key questions from from this, but I'm always interested in the backstory. You and I had a couple of good chats um, when we were at the GoVita Australia conference last year. Yeah, we did. And too. you got me on to Wilbur Smith, <laughs> um, and I started reading uh, Wilbur Smith this year, and absolutely love Wilbur Smith's books. As a, as a result of you, my father-in-law and, and Sarah's brothers have all read Wilbur Smith, and I've never really been into it. But you and you and I had some good, deep, and meaningfuls just about the way he writes and, and just the passion and the inspiration and, and how much you learn and all the rest of it. And what, would I be correct in saying that some of Wilbur Smith's writing influenced your decision to, I don't know if I say necessarily go to Africa, but what influence did his writing have on you taking this path? Oh, it was pretty massive. I mean, there's a fortuitous um Line of events. Fortuitous. Yeah. That'd be fortuitous. fortuitous. Sorry, sorry. 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 <laughs> oh, maybe I've been saying it wrong all these years. <laughs> sorry. I was thinking of another word. That, another word. God, I can't even speak English today. Uh, okay. So there was a you wonderful. French, you want to? <laughs> there was a wonderful line of fortuitous events um, where my brother actually travelled to Africa first when he finished his apprenticeship and met his wife in Cape Town. So she's from Cape Town. And um, that led us to actually go traveling there. And from that, um, from those travels, uh, we actually met Dennis from Africa with Grace, who was actually able to put me um, in contact with the Bushman. So he actually coordinated the whole trip. So I guess, and Ryan and I have been obsessed with Africa since we started reading. This is my brother, Ryan. Um, since we started reading it and you know we've read all books probably three or four times each so we're just you know all obsessed of Wilbur with Smith's Africa. books three or four times each most of them especially the Courtney ones yeah 
at least yeah. a few times. Yeah. So we've become obsessed with it. And I think, you know, you do get, you bring out your inner Sean Courtney when you're running along the sand dunes in Namibia trying to hunt a kudu down. <laughs> well, this is fascinating though, because I don't want to over-dramatize this, but Damo and I often, particularly when I was hosting Inside the Champions Mind with, with LT, we talk about, um, you know, what, what, what some of us think is a waste of time and what isn't. And, you know, we'd often talk about gardening and, and you know, LT will talk about how he would often, um, uh, what's it, would delegate the gardening because he really didn't love it. <laughs> you know, and then, and then I used to be like that, particularly around fiction books. I'd be like, well, what do you really gain out of fiction? Like, mm. you know, you don't learn anything. It's all just a story and it's made up and it never really happened and all of the rest of it. Um but now I love my fiction, and particularly fiction like you know Wilbur Smith books and and the rest. And when do you when do you I, read a book, PC? Like what time of the day do you read? Yeah, no night time. I, I'm now screen free or mostly screen free at night. So when the kids are asleep, Sebe goes to bed early. It's just a, it's it's read time for me, and I love it. But um, the thing is, with your story, you're reading fictional stories. Uh, many, many times and they are like having such an influence on your imagination and your life purpose mm. to the point where it impacts your brother. It impacts where he travels in the world, who he meets, who he falls in love with yeah, no. and then to the point where you go over there, meet um, who you've met which has put you in touch with the Bushman which has then inspired you to create what you've created. I mean, I love joining the dots which all started with fictional characters in a yeah. book well i think to be honest um though they've had such a massive influence on my life and it's weird that a fictional but story could have such a massive influence on my life but i think you and i've spoken about before especially for me um working out what sort of and i know it sounds a little bit cliche what sort of man i wanted to be um i i reckon i modeled it a lot off the characters in in those stories because um, I was naturally sort of attracted to that idea of, you know, that that sort of masculinity and and tenderness at the same time. But I think going deeper, storytelling um, has a massive role to play in society still, and that's why I do it. Um, I think there's so many lessons to be learned from films and and books and documentaries and not just um non-fiction i think you know there's a lot of valuable lessons in fiction as well um and they certainly have a massive influence on my life anyway and yeah like i said there's that's why i do it i think you can when you put a good story together and you make people feel something or, or with the gut movie it's been to make people think about something um some of the questions last night were so insightful and i thought there's no way we would have got those questions if i had tried to tell everybody the answers yeah or if it was all about science like it was yeah. only science and there was no entertainment mm. it was like fact after fact yeah. after fact after fact there's no creativity there's no ability to tell a story mm. I think people get oh, bored a, with facts because I get bored it, with too many facts. So I'd prefer to see, I'd prefer to engage with the story and, and see a story it, arc. Yeah, you get fatigued like being, you know, millennial and stuff. Like just too much of anything's a little bit, you know. <laughs> Is this interview over? I need to go surfing. <laughs> He's working too hard. He's getting stressed. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, we better wrap this up because we're going to bore Kale with any more questions. We can't have, uh, we <laughs> can't can't have Kale yawning. Much. No way. But uh, Kale, on a, on a sincere note, uh, both Damo and I, 
Charlie, and all of our listeners um, want to congratulate you on a massive life achievement. It's a wonderful uh, thing that you've done. You've got this forever. The world has this forever. Um, a wonderful legacy. And I'm, I think we were allowed to say this. You know, Damo and I are both a decade plus older than you, so we can say a wonderful thing to do at such a young age. Um, and I think we're both incredibly inspired by your efforts. So thanks so much for joining us on 100 Not Out again and for all that you've done for the Gut Movie and the wellness community. Uh, thank you. That means a lot, gentlemen. Mm, it's great. Well done, Kale. So there's still some shows to go, isn't there? Like we've got uh, a couple coming up. Well, tell us where they are and if they're sold out yet. Yeah, I mean, we've got seven sold out shows now, which is pretty seven. exciting. Yeah. Um, but I know there are, we had to do two in Perth and two in Brisbane, so um, we did cater for that. I think I'm off to Albury, Perth, Cairns, Brisbane, uh, Gold Coast, Byron, Sunshine Coast, and then yeah. Two so in when this comes yeah. out, it'll be um, it'll be I don't know how you're going to do. Or you're, yeah, when this comes out, it'll be Cairns, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, Byron Bay, um, mm. Sydney, Sydney, Avoca Beach. Yeah, that's um, right. All still to come. So mm. that's all at kalebrock.com.au forward slash gut movie. Um, again, Kale, thanks again so much for joining us. Damo, thank you for your wisdom well as done, always. PC. Thank you, PC. Well interviewed, PC. Gee, you're good. <laughs> oh. Amazing. How do you get so good? Uh, we would love your feedback. It must be journalism that uh, Kale and it's I. All the fictions. Will it's me. all about the fiction. Um, <laughs> here you we would love your He's feedback. Call him Garrett you Courtney. Can, Garrett you Courtney. Can do, <laughs> <laughs> do, not, do not even go there. Um, uh, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. If you'd love to spend a bit more time with Damo and I, check out 100notout.com for the 10-day Ikadia longevity experience 2018, June 25 to July 4. We would love to have you there. That's over at 100notout.com on the island where people forget to die. Now, you can also check out more Damo uh, on the wellness guys, the newly um, the newly released Wellness Guys with Dr. Brett Hill. If you want more of myself, go over to Your Exceptional Life, all available at thewellnesscouch.com. As always, thanks again for your support. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.